Hi, everyone. This is Joe with Keeping Up With Joe, and today we have a really cool podcast for you with Christopher Mitchell. Now, Chris is the, a travel content creator and co-founder of the Toronto Bloggers Collective. He's the founder of TravelingMitch.com and co-founder of Ultimate to- ultimateontario.com and the corresponding social media for those brands. He also runs the podcast Rick Steves Over Brunch and is the author of a local traveler's writer's guide to Toronto. He's lived on three continents, visited 80 countries, and currently calls his hometown of Toronto home once again. Also joining us for today is going to be my frequent co-host, Sarah Avila. If you really like this podcast, you can find out more on my website, josephwriteranderson.com. You can read all of our blogs, all of our podcasts, and anything else relevant on there. And yeah, hope you enjoy it. Tell us a bit about that. Tell us a bit about the podcast that you do. Yeah, so so I have um, my one podcast actually is called Rick Steves Over Brunch, and mm-hmm. um, it actually came from I was with a friend in uh, in Bo- Sofia, Bulgaria, one night as you as you do as as happens, and um, we were just joking about the fact that there was seemed to be a podcast for every single show that that, that there ever was. So mm. you know, there was a show for Walking Dead, there was a show for Game of Thrones, there was a show for everything, and we were just joking. You know, wouldn't it be funny if we reviewed Rick Steves' Europe episodes? Um, and so, and he's you know, if you, I'm not sure how familiar you are with Rick Steves, but he's kind of the the preeminent. I'm super familiar. I love I love. Yeah, Rick okay, Steves. great. So like, yes, yeah, so like, <laughs> Rick Steves is like. He's just like the corny travel dad you've always wanted to know. Oh yeah, and uh, and so we just we started recording episodes and and uh, eventually we got Rick on for a couple of episodes as well. And Wait, what? Really? Yeah, like like so we the whole <laughs> premise of the show is we we watch an episode and then we review it and rate it out of we rate it out of button down shirts out of respect for mm. Rick because he's always rocking <laughs> a button down shirt. And uh, and so we we got Rick to come on for for an episode and for an interview and he even rated his own episode out of oh that's epic. Shirts. So what do you think about this whole thing? Because I know one thing because I love Rick Steves, I find his advice to be really really good. And, but I guess there's this one, the one thing that people don't like about Rick Steves, and it's nothing personal against him. It seems as though whenever he recommends a location or a restaurant or something, all these people flood in. <laughs> so yeah. do you have any experience with that or what do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, uh, that's kind of a reality, right? And it's, um, he, you know, he, it's, it's one of those things that I, I think he, he's fully aware of. And, and, um, and I think, he knows he's got uh, power in, in his recommendations. So I think he's gotten more responsible over the years about um, recommending places that are, you know, like really doing the research to make sure these recommending places that, you know, might actually need a hand and deserve the attention. So mm. I think, you know, um, the, the one, you know, the, uh, I don't know. I don't know how you would fully address that, you know, from his side of things. However, you know, he, he often gives like, if he's doing Rome or something like that, he'll give like a, you know, like a lesser known um, Trastevere guide for the neighborhood. And I feel like um, that sort of, if people are following that and looking from through that lens, it's just sort of bringing places that weren't getting seen at all to seen a little bit. So mm, I think okay. he's gotten better. I think he's gotten a lot better at, at that. 
Um, you know, and, and for me as well, I mean, I, let's not pretend I have the, uh, the, the influence of Rick Steves, but, uh, but, you know, I, I also, you know, I also realize that some of the things I'm recommending people are going to, and, and I think, you know, it's, it's a responsibility. Um, I've worked with, uh, you know, as creating content or going on trips for, with tourism boards and so on and so forth. And, and, you know, I, I will absolutely not recommend something that I don't believe in, um, or think should be recommended. And I think, and, you know, and I also probably would be more inclined to, to, to talk about a restaurant. Um, if I knew the owner and knew they could use it, Mm. A, little, a little kick, right? So, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, ultimately, you just gotta, you just gotta find ways to, to hopefully do your best and, and go at it with integrity. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think, Rick, uh, I, I would say, you know, all, all of the things that he talked about, it's, it's pretty clear that he thinks carefully about the, the choice that he makes, and I, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. find that's, that's why I kind of have a, a good respect for him because he's. He's got that power and influence, and that's something that's kind of unavoidable. But at least he's um, aware of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I I know what you mean, and it's, that's really interesting. I, I guess I wonder. I'm really interested in the how travel bloggers make money and things like that. But is there ever a situation where travel bloggers are paid by people to come and write about them, like a, either a country or a government or some institution within within a government? where the express, the express reason to do so is to drive more tourism to those places? Yeah, 100%. That, that's, that, that's a huge revenue driver for established travel bloggers. And we can get into you know, the situation we're right now and why I'm not currently doing campaigns with, uh, <laughs> with, with, with uh, tourism boards and, and such. But um, you know, different people approach it differently. I come from uh, like an English lit background and, uh, yeah. and I, got into, I got into journalism before I got into to blogging. So I think I came into it with a set of standards about, um, you know, what that looks like. So I, you know, for example, I worked with the, I mean, I probably quite honestly worked in a, in a paid arrangement with tourism board with, with, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 different tourism boards last year. Um, mm. However, um, you know, as a, as a point of principle, you know, for example, I, I worked with the Czech, Czech Republic, um, mm. and I was flown over the whole, they, I'm big into cycling. So they flew me over. I did a trip through South Bohemia, which was a region I've wanted to explore. Like, I don't think anyone needs to create more content about Prague at this point. And, uh, <laughs> I con- my contact there was, was super keen to because he knows that I'm always trying to write about those lesser known places and, and mm. you know, those stories. And that's, a personal interest and professionally from an SEO perspective, I know I have a better chance to be the ranking article on a topic. Um, but you know, the, the agreement we had was, was not, you know, I would never sign an agreement that talked about uh, having to write in any particular tone, having to write mm. in, a, in a positive way or even oh, okay. any topic whatsoever. So like I had full creative control. The only understanding was that I would write one article for my website, um, be active on social throughout, and then write one article for their website. Um, so I think different people approach it differently. I would never sign a contract that um, that uh, meant that I, I was required to write something positive before I went. Um, mm. you know, I, think, I think if you're professional, you can find the positives. Um, but I've had to outright tell a tourism board that I couldn't write about a particular aspect or a hotel or something like that because I think, uh, you know, this is something I just believe in at my core. Like, I don't think you can earn back integrity. 
Um, mm. And so that's my policy. So, and then the other thing too, is you have to disclose, you know, I mean, at the bottom of a post, if I work with somebody, I'll, I'll mention that I was hosted as media. And I think that's mm. just part of your due diligence in today's media yeah. landscape. Oh yeah, we could use a little bit more of that due diligence in today's media. Oh landscape. my gosh! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that aside, that being what it may. Um, so, is this something that you have to already have a pretty big following built up, or could I say? Because I do a lot of writing and content creation, and that's my that's like my day job. So, could I go and be like, hey, I want to, I'm going to write about you for for your website? Um, is that something that somebody like one of these? What did you call? Did you call it a tourism board? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, it all depends, but I would say, I mean, you, you can work with brands or companies or whatever. My clients mm. tend to be tourism boards. Um, these are like boards, and, like boards within the country, like that, like their job is to, to get tourism, right? Yeah, sure. It could be, you know, um, for example, you know, I'm based in Toronto, um, Toronto, uh, Ontario, you know, our, our province is separated into 13 separate, um, regional tourism zones. And so mm. there are 13 different, um, tourism, organizations essentially operating in the province so you might you know you you might develop a relationship with a city you might you know develop a relationship with a with the uh, with the board itself or you, you know you might develop a relationship with a particular festival or restaurant i mean any, anything mm. i think is is possible under those parameters um you know and to answer your question or address it a little bit about um you know barrier to entry at this point i think you know, it, no, nobody's going to be surprised to, to understand that the world's inundated with content. So, yeah. you know, if, if, you, if somebody was considering starting a blog right now, I would just make sure it's, it's niche. I had the mm. blessing of, uh, I started this travel site in 2010 when I lived in Norway and I was going to, uh, the, you know, I was, I did my third year university, um, at the university of Oslo on exchange. Mm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I just wanted to write, I honestly just started it because I just wanted to send everyone to one place. I didn't want to have mm. to, you didn't have to tell the same story over and over. I, um, I, I'm, I moved to South Korea with my girlfriend and now wife, um, shortly thereafter and continue with the blog. And that just kept going. Um, you know, I, I don't think, um, like, my main brand is traveling Mitch traveling and travelingmitch.com. I don't think that is a brand that could necessarily be started right now because it's, it doesn't, I mean, sure you can understand I'm traveling, but, but where, you know, and I think I, I have the benefit of having a bit of a legacy brand. Um, mm. but the, you know, at the same time too, I started another website in 2019 specifically about, um, travel in the pro in this province and it's called ultimateontario.com. Um, mm -hmm. It was very intentional to start a uh, heavily niche. That's the I, I kind of always say that that you know it's never been easier to start, but never been harder to find success in blogging. Mm. Um, do you get paid for basically like is your whole trip paid for? Are there elements that you do have to pay for and stuff that you don't? Like, what is that like for you? Or do you try and like? you know, weave your way like, okay, I want to stop at this restaurant. So I'm going to tell them that I'm coming and I want my free food and, <laughs> you know, and along with flights and whatever, like, how does that work for you? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I said, again, I've been at this for, for kind of a, almost a decade here. So, so I have, I think some, you know, understanding experience of what this all looks like and, and what I should be compensated for and not, um, at this point, um, I, I, I would not go on a trip that was unpaid. Um, and you know, I think the expectation based on what I would be offering in return, um, I would, uh, every, you know, 
everything would be covered by the tourism board. Um, and then I would be taking a check on top of that for, for content. And the reason is because I, you know, built out a whole system uh, where, uh, you know, I'm creating extensive reports that are showcasing ROI and, and showing why it's a better idea for them to spend one tenth of their budget on me than to do a print ad where they don't know how it was even received. And I think that's what it's about is, is showing your professional value. Um, you know, on a typical campaign, just to give people an idea, I would be promising, you know, kind of to be pretty heavy, like, you know, kind of, let's say, uh, a handful of Instagram stories a day, probably a lot more than a handful, you know, a static post on Instagram, something on Facebook. Um, you know, the, the thing is now I kind of have a number of properties that I can work with. So I have traveling Mitch brand on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, I have a Facebook group I run with my wife called travel talk with traveling Mitch. And then I have the ultimate Ontario brand. So if I'm traveling in Ontario, I can leverage that brand as well to get some additional coverage and eyes on what we're doing. Um, I'm not sure if you guys know, I'm also the co-founder of the Toronto bloggers collective. That's, that's a group of um, 500 content creators. Um, mm. And, uh, and so I have obviously have access to those social media channels as well to, to leverage things. And so I think what it comes down to is that um, at this point um, I can sort of showcase um, some reports. I always create a campaign report for anybody I work with. Um, and I think, I think there's, there's kind of two kinds of people who are in this, who are, who are trying to do some of what I'm doing. And I'm not in, in any way speaking as somebody who's like, this is the, the way to do it or the be all end all. It's just from years of experience. I know the pain mm -hmm. points of a lot of tourism boards and brands are that they're just, they're not, um, they're, they're investing money on their side and they're not sure, you know, let's say there's a mid-level person who's really believes in the power of working with digital content creators and they put some uh, money behind that belief. And then their boss says, uh, you know, what to do? Uh, how did that go? And they say, well, I think it went well. And they said, well, how do you know? You know, and I think that's when mm. you need to be able to give that person in the middle something to, to hand to that person and say, well, here, this is how I know because someone on my end has done their due diligence. Uh, well, that's really interesting because it, it sounds like you, you have to have a lot of other like business skills and things like that on top of, because I could see maybe a lot of these people who do the tourism stuff or to do the travel blogging, they might be really heavily the, the artist type or the content creator type. And then they might not really be as big on the business side as it sounds like you're very, you have both down, like you're an awesome content creator, but you're also like a very business savvy guy. Yeah, I try, I try to be. And I think that's just a matter of, um, I don't know. I mean, you, you got to shift your mindset and just think about what do you, what do you need to be doing to do your job in the, the best way possible. Right. And, and I think like, like, I mean, the travel blogging is not unique in that, um, you know, if you're going to be freelancing, um, you, it, it, the, the real consistency that you're going to get is with, is with repeat customers, right? People mm, who, okay. who want to, who want to come back. And, uh, and the truth is as you grow and, and they know that you're a valuable source, you can, you know, slowly increase your your rates and so on and so forth but really um as if if people are aware that you do this full time you you can get those last minute emails and phone calls you know where someone's going to say knows that uh if they're in a pinch and they have a little bit of budget they can come to you and you're going to make them look good you know mm, interesting and i think that yeah. and that's i don't think that's unique to travel blogging right i think it's just you want to put yourself in a position where if someone's in a pinch and someone needs to get something done that you're the first person that they think of
But yeah, I, I can relate to what you're saying in terms of not because I've not done any travel blogging in terms of like anything I was paid for, but I, it's similar in technology where I work, where I do content creation, it's similar kind of thing where you really have to have those business, business skills and, uh, knowledge of how things work. Do you find that you work for, because one, one, one kind of complaint I've heard about freelancing and having your own content business is that you end up pretty much working for just one or two clients most of the time and they kind of end up becoming your bosses anyways. <laughs> have you found that that's the case with what you, with your business or do you have like a lot of flexibility in where, who you work with and a lot of freedom there? I would say I have extended partners, but I, I'm definitely, I uh, haven't gotten sort of bottled down uh, or hunkered down with one or two clients that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, demand too much of my time. I think uh, I have people, so, you know, for an example, there's one tourism what I worked with maybe six or seven times. And then uh, Brie, my, my wife and I started working with them on campaigns and we were on the front of this sort of this magazine in, uh, in Ontario. And, you know, of course I'm, I, I always joke, like I'm not getting on that cover by myself. You know what I mean? It helps to have <laughs> my lovely wife on there. And, um, and, and, um, and, and then that, you know, continued on that relationship to the point where they hosted a trip for the Toronto bloggers collective where I sourced, uh, 10 people to go on a press trip with them. So now, you know, with the Toronto Bars Collective, we're, we're, you know, there's four of us who co-founded that. And, and that's kind of, you know, we're, we're sharing knowledge. Uh, we, we run uh, now with, uh, with, this, um, with this sort of extended self-isolation going on right now. Yeah. We're, running, we're running live workshops every Thursday and we do happy hours every Saturday. Like we're, we're sort of, we have a big group in the... Um, but, yeah, I saw your you know, Instagram post on that with one of your, one of your uh, blogger collective happy hours. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's so we're 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 innovating in that in that way. I mean, typically we're throwing events left, right, and center, and that's uh, something exciting we're doing. But we're trying to figure out how to do that online. But um, you know, ultimately the 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 answer is you know the, I've had clients who I they really understand what I'm about, and and they know that um, you know, I just sent them a 13 page report yesterday on that trip about everything, so they have all that. But I think when 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 the uh, when they have the green light to travel, we kind of also function uh, with the TVC as a, as a bit of a PR firm sourcing people mm. for campaigns. So a tourism board might say, Hey, we have this uh, great um, beer festival going on next weekend. Like, you know, would anybody be interested in going there? You can give out some passes or it might be something more intense where they want uh, five food bloggers or influencers to come out and try a couple of the restaurants in the city or region. So mm-hmm. we would also kind of serve that role. Um, as far as like, if I look like if I looked at my 2019 roster of, of, of clients, I mean, it's pretty, it would be pretty extensive. Um, it, it wouldn't be one or two, I'd say more like 25 or 30, um, different, different people that I worked with, but, okay. um, but I'm, I'm not, I'm very comfortable working with somebody again, if it's a great relationship, right, right, right. You know, obviously there's a lot less, uh, if somebody understands, uh, understands what you're about and what you offer, it makes things a little easier, but um, I haven't found that I've necessarily been pigeonholed, but I don't know if, uh, I don't know if that's a common thing or not. I mean, as you probably can already gather, like I, my mind's kind of always going a mile a minute and uh, I'm, always, <laughs> I'm always sort of turning whatever I'm doing into two or three other things. Um, and, and, and I think it's it sort of like when you step back, it looks like some, some semblance of a cohesive narrative that I was very literal in creating. But for the most part, it was just like an excitable caffeinated moment that, uh, yeah. that looked like, uh, it looked like I was operating with great, um, 
foresight, but, uh, but you know, a lot of that time is just an idea that you roll with. And, and also, I mean, I was very, I was very, um, focused on making sure I had a, a diverse set of income streams because I think, um, you know, like right now, again, for example, if I was just relying on, uh, those campaigns I was speaking up before, I mean, everything's on pause right now. Right. So, right, you right. Gotta, you, but, uh, but I mean, I, I kind of like with you guys or with anybody who, who would be listening to this, um, you know, you, you, you always just have to go back to what was the unique skill set that you were utilizing to find success in the first place and how can you yeah. pivot with that skill set, Right. Yeah, I, I would, I would imagine that that's sort of where, I mean, it's probably in a, you're probably in a better situation if you have a bunch of customers in terms of, and a lot of different income streams, because then you're not reliant on just one or two customers that then kind of become like your extended bosses. I feel like that's probably the best situation to be in, but let's get a little bit more into this. Cause I know we mentioned this before we, before we even got together today about how the, the travel industry is being hit really hard, of course, as everyone knows, by because of the, you know, nonstop news about it <laughs> because of the, the virus, right? <laughs> so how, how, how has that impacted you personally and, and in your business? How, how are you getting through that? Yeah. So it's, I mean, that's the, um, that's the question of the hour, right? And, and, uh, and it's something I'm, you know, only too happy to speak about if you're following me on Twitter and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, it's, I'm trying to be a leader in the space for others to, to try and keep that, uh, some of that optimism going. And, and I think, you know, there, it's, it's, uh, it would not be an overstatement to say that, uh, you know, it, it's, it, everything is on pause, right? I mean, the, yeah. everybody in my industry, the, the entire industry has, has shaken, has been shaken to the core um, yeah. because, um, you know, I mean, first and foremost, even writing about travel right now doesn't quite feel right. You know, mm. I think you, mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm writing right now about at some other interests, like uplifting podcasts that are mm. getting me through mm -hmm. everything. I saw I that the 17, my, the 17, yeah. Up, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that, and that actually went viral yesterday on oh, gnarly. something or other. And so that was, that was cool to see. I just was checking my uh, Google Analytics, which is usually a source of great depression right now. And it was like, <laughs> it, was, it was like this like oh, skyrocketing post, post on something. You know, I think, you know, the, the long and the short of it is that it's, uh, it's an extremely trying time, but um, I don't know, you know, I don't know if it's misplaced or not, but I still have a lot of optimism. Um, I also feel like this is a great opportunity for me uh, to really be a leader with the Toronto Bloggers Collective. You know, we, we launched, we've already launched three or four new initiatives with some yeah. of this live workshopping sort of stuff and live video um, and trying to, trying to sort of give back. Um, I also think, you know, I was, I was supposed to go on, um, on the, on, I don't know if, how familiar you guys are with uh, news and all that, but I was supposed to go on the CBC. Um, okay. Like Canadian C. You know, I know the CBC. I, I lived in Vancouver for a little while, so I know that one. Okay, wicked, wicked. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I knew that. You're actually well. the second. Um, you're the second Canadian, actually, that we that we've had on here. We just had a last podcast. We had another uh, Torontonian. I don't know what you guys call yourselves, but we had another yeah. another person from <laughs> yeah, Toronto. So that was pretty cool. Okay, right on, right on. So I hope I hope <laughs> I'm content. I hope they were kind and lovely, and I'm just continuing the legacy. Um, <laughs> if, if not, I will be very Canadian and apologize for them. <laughs> no. I've never known a Canadian who wasn't friendly or nice. So I mean, there are <laughs> well, a few out there, but that, that's good to hear. I mean, you know, I I have count countless really good uh, American friends. So you know, 
the love is mutual. Um, <laughs> we, we, uh, to, so yeah, wow, what a moment. Um, but uh, to get back to more depressing <laughs> matters, yeah, I think you know, I think, I think ultimately, um, I you know, I, I again, I don't know whether this is just my mentality or not. It's a trying time for sure, but it's also I have a lot more space to think right now. You know, I'm, I'm in self isolation we we oh, had yeah. to scramble back from mexico and then you know kind of hide out for 14 days here i'm on day 13 you know okay. i'm start i'm finally starting this project with my grandpa's letters i'm starting another podcast i'm starting a a newsletter with another blogger that we're hoping is going to be pretty um it it's definitely has ambitious goals um mm -hmm. and um you know on the one hand a lot of things are put on hold but uh i'm getting less email less demands on my time um I also have been working for myself for two years, so I'm very comfortable working long hours in this office. Um, and uh, and Bree, uh, my wife, is a teacher, and she's home working. But thankfully, we get along well. And um, you know, <laughs> that's always a I bonus. think, I, yeah, that's 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 a big thing. But I I think you know, it's uh, it's a matter of mindset, right? Like I can only control what I can. Um, and I and I was actually talking on another podcast a, a couple of days ago, partially about some of this kind of stuff. And, uh, and I said, you know, like the mentality I'm taking is that, um, this, we could be, you know, isolated for quite some time here. And, uh, and I, I'm not counting out that something I create in the next couple months here will be what I'm known for five years from now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's really it, you know, um, I've been in a position where I was fortunate to, to feel confident enough to start a lot of things before and, uh, and nothing that I created before, uh, failed because of anything I did. And, and quite frankly, I don't even, I think of everything that like, if you follow along with me on social media, I don't think I've ever had so much engagement, you know, people are waiting yeah. to hear what I have to oh, say, yeah. all this kind of stuff. And, and that feels good as well. But I also feel like, you know, as a leader in Toronto and in Canadian blogging, or hopefully, you know, and as a leader for the Toronto Bloggers Collective, I feel like I have a responsibility to, to head through this um, and, and try to inspire others to kind of hold on here and, and keep being innovative and keep trying new things and, and um, you know, realize like, of course there's a part of you that wants to be like, well, I guess I'll use this excuse to become a full blown alcoholic. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. you, you, yeah. you know, like, you, you, you know, but, but ultimately you, you got to dust yourself off a little bit. I mean, I think everyone has different, um, everybody has different ways that they need to operate. And so I fully respect people who need to take a moment right now and get off, get off the internet and, and reflect and think about where they want to head. But I do also think that, uh, you know, wherever there is, um, you know, wherever there's struggle and, um, there's, there's also opportunity and, uh, and it's just about trying to, to figure out where you fit into that. So that's kind of, yep. that's where, we're, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm feeling motivated. I'm, reading uh for like you know feverishly i'm um i'm trying all kinds of new stuff and and in a strange way it's sort of breathing new life into my uh sort of content creation process so yeah you, you know i'd be lying if i said I longingly look out the window like a you know like a lonely cat sometimes but uh <laughs> but uh yeah. but at the same time too you know most of my time is filled with with uh with with the activities i'm i'm you know i'm pretty darn engaged with yeah that's definitely a that's definitely a silver lining to all of this, which is that, well, one silver lining is, is that everybody is going through, through not entirely the same thing because this will hit different people differently, but everybody's at, most people are home now, right? And that means that they have time to engage with content on, um, content online, 
and I can see that even on my my social sites and stuff that a lot of the a lot of stuff is a lot of the impressions and things like that are are increasing because there are more people online during the day and stuff like that. But also another another silver lining is that people content is now the main way that brands and businesses and things are going to be reaching out to people. So there is like it really is sort of the it's already, it's already been the time of content, but it's right now really critical and crucial. And even like you're saying, creating podcasts right now is one of the best things you can do because what, what do people have time for right now, right? Like they actually have time to sit and listen to a podcast. So that's, you know, just by creating this stuff for people will, is a way of even just helping them. Like you're, like you're being a leader in your community and you're also creating this content that people can, you know, use and enjoy during a somewhat difficult time. So I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And I think just also, um, you know, just kind of exact something you said, which I think really strikes an important chord is realizing that this is a global thing. You know, we're all going through this together and, and, uh, I don't think anybody can argue that the world couldn't use, you know, a hell of a lot more empathy. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. um, ho- hopefully that's a, that's a seed that's planted, you know, um, because I don't think, I mean, I know I haven't experienced anything like this in my life oh, and, yeah. uh, you, you know, what a tremendous opportunity to be, to be humbled here. And I think that one of the things you also struck upon, um, that's also hugely important to recognize is that everyone has a unique experience. Uh, quite frankly, you know, I'm, I'm enormously uh, fortunate to, to not have to go this with, through this with kids at home. It's very difficult. I mean, obviously there yeah. are plus there are pluses to having kids at home and bringing that energy mm-hmm. and life into it but i also yeah. have friends who are uh, who are content creators and work from home and they're very lucky to squeeze in two hours of work oh, um man, yeah and that's you know and that's and that's just a very difficult situation and one that i'm fully cognizant uh of and and so as much as i'm grateful to have this uh almost a little bit more free space, less demands on my time. I also recognize that there's a lot of people who, who don't have the same opportunity to, to, and free space to think. So, you know, everyone's going to get through this together, but uh, I guess we also just going to have to believe that there, there will be an end point at, at some point um, down the line, you know? So do you see, do you see this having a, an, an impact, like a never, like this is going to have a, an impact forever or do you do you see the travel industry having a major rebound after this is all over or what do you what are you thinking about that yeah it's such a good question um you know it, it's it's hard to say i i, I mean first the first thing to, to be said is that the the, the impact will be uh it's just going to be forever you know as far as mindset right like people are going to be traveling a little bit differently i wouldn't be surprised if hand sanitizer was everywhere you know in mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. in the airports and 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 just it became you know i wouldn't be surprised if uh, certain nations you know made you take your temperature before you entered into their country yeah. you know things like yeah. that certain certain measures are going to be implemented for travel that uh, that are is going to be a noticeable change as far as a rebound afterwards, it's very hard to say. Um, you know, I guess, you know, like, I think if we're, I mean, it's difficult to make any sort of coherent predictions right now, but you have to imagine that we're six months away from knowing exactly what this is going to look like. Right. I mean, as far as, as far as understanding what the implications are for at least, you know, business wise and so forth. Mm. Um, but I think that, uh, I, at least for me, you know, and maybe this is just a sort of a conservative estimate because I need to prepare myself for that from a business perspective. But I think 
you know, a, a year from now, we're still going to be talking about this in some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I don't, I, I have a hard time imagining that, uh, you know, three to six months from now, people are going to be hopping on flights left, right and center. Mm, I yeah. obviously, I obviously hope that this rebounds fairly quickly, but from, you know, what I know, uh, on a basic level, um, about all of this and I'm trying to keep pretty good tabs on it. Um, you know, I think this is going to be a long process and, uh, you know, but I, I, again, I, try to stay positive with all this. I mean, you know, Shakespeare wrote Lear when he was quarantined during the plague. So, you know, let's see what we can all create. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, our, when it's all um, over, when, when it's, when all of this is over, you may also, because people are going to be, like you're mentioning, people will probably still be relatively worried and concerned about this for a long time. Do you, I, I kind of wonder if maybe part of what a travel blogger's role is going to be after this is to kind of, I mean, already your, your role, I guess, That's is to... Yeah, yeah like, Sorry, yeah. Oh, no, I was going to say, I was going to finish your sentence in an annoying, an annoying podcast <laughs> guest move. But, uh, yeah, I, I think you were going to say part of, part of the, that um, part of the job might be to ease people back into the idea. Yes, exactly, travel, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it's actually funny just, t- just talking out loud. I, I think, actually... What's going to end up happening is travelingmitch.com is going to be kind of more what I've done on social. It's going to be more articles kind of straight from the heart where I'm talking about my feelings on how things are going on, on travel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, try, trying to provide a unique voice to this too. I'm not interested in being the 843,000th article on whatever. You know, try to provide a unique perspective. Right, my right. feeling is though my other website, Ultimate Ontario, is going to do very well because mm. what's, going to end up hap- what's going to end up happening is that people are going to be the way that people are going to get back into travel is they're going to start traveling locally a little bit more intentionally. Um, yeah. Even though it statistically may not be more safe or whatever, I think that people are going to be a little bit worried about going to airports and on planes, et cetera, because yeah. that feels oh, more yeah. travel-y. Uh, and so yeah. my feeling is that, um, you know, part of what I need to do right now is to think about a, a content strategy with my, with my uh, partner uh, who runs the site with me and think about how we can be ready for that. Because I do feel like that site's going to really do well. And, and, you know, we can, we can even start creating content right now. That's, you know, best hiking trails, things that are actually oh, yeah. going to be friendly or whatever. But that's my feeling on it is that it's, it, it's going to be a shift. It's going to be an absolute shift. Um, but I hope that people do that with integrity, right? Because I've seen, I've already seen a lot of travel bloggers and content creators who are searching out keywords and they're, they're not offering anything constructive on the topic. They're just, mm. they just want to be able to hit, hit for COVID-19. And, and to yeah. me, that's, that's a real societal damage. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I know. I know you mean, I've, I've had similar thoughts. I actually saw an article on medium and it was, you don't need to write about the pandemic to be viral, but which is kind of funny because even though that's a good thought at the same time, he, that person was also writing about the pandemic to get viral. So, but yeah, it, it's it also is an definitely ironic wordplay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that, maybe I'm, maybe I'm imposing that on there. I don't know if that, if that was actually the time <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I think you're, you're hit on a point. Like there's a huge temptation to just sort of kind of, tie into this but i like what you're saying that if you're gonna do that it should be in a constructive way yeah yeah and you know what i actually posted a tweet that was uh like i don't know i was bordering bordering on aggressive but i said you know, <laughs> I, was, I was i was getting uh, just inundated with emails from people pretending oh, to man, yeah. care man and so and and you know at the end of every one of those emails it was like and that's why you need to like buy our product or whatever yeah. people were like 
cold messaging me, cold emailing me, whatever. And you know, I, I posted something along the lines of like, you know what, like, um, we've never needed authenticity more. And, yeah. and you know what, if you're going to be a person right now who's trying to take advantage of this situation to better yourself, like you better be prepared to, to have that on record. Right. Because I think right, right. You know, desp- like these sorts of times, you know, um, I, I think people are persuaded to, to they, they either, it either brings out the best or the worst in people. Right. So mm-hmm, either mm-hmm. people decide, okay, you know, you know, I'm learning through this and that, uh, that, you know, I'm going to be, uh, somebody who's, who's, um, who's going to come out of this and really understand the power of human connection. And I'm going to do everything I can right now to prop everybody up. And I'm going to be a little bit of positivity for people whose days just are lacking positivity. Or you can say, you know, I'm going to go buy uh, 3,000 Lysol wipes from Walmart and see if I can sell those out of my garage. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you got to figure out, you got to figure out what kind of person you are. But um, you know what? Like I, I, part of this whole thing is you can, you can do all sorts of stuff to make an easy dollar right now. You know, yeah. I could, I could, I could sell out with a brand that I don't, identify with or appreciate on Instagram right now for, uh, mm. and have a cold hard cash in my bank account. But you know what? I can't step back from that. Um, I yeah, can't ever, yeah. I can't ever do that. So, so as much as I might need something right now, you know, it's better for me if I did, if I ever did get to that place to reach out to people who know me, trust me and, and appreciate me and, and, you know, ask for a helping hand as opposed to, to offering false helping hands to everybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just scrolling through your Twitter right now and I'm just seeing all, you have so many great messages to people um, trying to help out people who might be suffering through this with their business and things like that. So uh, yeah, that's, that's, I really, that's really cool you're doing that, man. I mean, I, I get all those emails too, especially from like recruiters and all these people who are kind of home and looking to get, looking to try to make the most out of things and not always leverage it in the best way. So I think that that's a really awesome insight that you have. <laughs> oh, that's probably why people like, trust you and follow you even more so because you sound just so um i guess genuine you could say uh in regards to your wording and i think the world needs more of that um in regards to you know what connections people make i just see i'm a part of the entertainment industry and i just see like you know there can be people who are selling out just for a quick dollar or you know doing stuff that they don't necessarily support but they're just you know after the money and i think you going into this sort of travel industry um it's really good to see you know someone who has such a kind heart and that actually is genuinely wanting to help people so that's we need more of that that's great thank thank you very much i really appreciate that um it's just something i'm trying to do i don't know how well i'm doing but i'm trying my best and i figure if i can keep people in my thoughts as much as possible it's a good thing you know, I, I spoke at a big conference last year called TravelCon and, and I was speaking about brand authenticity and I, and they contacted me to, to, to come and talk about that. And, and for me, that was the ultimate compliment. You know, I'd so much rather speak about something like that than, uh, you know, how to, how to, whatever, how to take your Instagram to the next level. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I think these are things which are, you know, with, I will take, uh, I talk about character any day, but I also think, you know, like I, I really do believe that I, I think people are really hungry for real people. And, and the truth is, you know, like I'm not, uh, t- I'm not talking a loud game on there and, and not helping people out. Like I feel like 
if anybody reaches out to me with anything, um, you know, I've always got the time for those people. Um, and that's why, you know, when somebody like yourselves reached out to me to, to ask me to come have a conversation, you know, I'll always have time for people who are creating new things, interesting things, and, and also seem to, you know, have a kind heart and, and, and try to offer some value to people in the world, you know? So that's, it's, a, it's a, always an easy yes uh, for me if I check out what you're doing and, and realize what you're doing is, is simply trying to, to offer you know, a platform for other people to learn and, and grow, hopefully, you know? So that's, I mean, that's from my side too. Make sure you guys take some kudos as well. <laughs> it's always nice to meet like-minded creators for sure. And that's part, part of what we created this podcast for. So it's awesome that you say that. And then I have a, I actually have a question just to kind of bring this full circle and back to you a little bit. Is there, is there one thing that you think that people, because I know you do a lot of talk speaking, uh, you're on a lot of podcasts and you do your own podcast. Is there, is there one thing that people frequently get wrong about you? That's a great question. Um, I've never actually been asked that before. I really like that. <laughs> is there one thing people frequently get wrong about me? You know, I think funny enough, not really. Um, like, uh, I think because I wear my heart on my sleeve so much on social media and, and I'm not I, I, like, and I'm, I'm, and like my biggest pet peeve in the industry is when you meet somebody who's a ball of positivity on social and then you, you meet them in real life and you're like, wow, you're a curmudgeon. Like you're the worst. <laughs> um, you know, like, like, I think, like I, I'm like so cognizant of that. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, actually I would say something um, because it's like, it, I think to not answer that would be like, I don't know, narcissistic. Um, one thing, one thing that people get wrong about me, I, I think um, everybody kind of sees from my brand that, uh, or, or just assumes that I have a lot of sort of, I have, I'm permanently confident. And the truth is not, is not that, you know, I have plenty of trepidation and plenty of anxiety around the things that I'm doing, but I decided a long time ago that the only way to move forward, you know, was to be, to, to be unapologetic in my approach. And I think I still have plenty of anxiety with the things I'm doing, but I just decided that I wasn't going to let it get in the way of what I was doing. So, you know, I'm like everybody else, right? Where you have a bit of imposter syndrome and you're yeah. about to start something new and you hear eight to 12 people in a room, you know, in the actual voices of those people, like sort of condemning you already before you've done anything. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. that, that this, you know, like the eight to 10 comments about it. And I hear those voices too, but I just recognize that whatever the power of those voices is, you know, uh, if I feel like what I can create is more powerful then uh, then those voices can take a seat, you know? Awesome. Thanks so much, Chris. So really appreciate having you on really appreciate your thoughts on what's going on with uh, the impact that, you know, all these, all this stuff going on is having on the travel industry and how people can keep their heads up. So mm -hmm. where, where's the best place for people to find you? online yeah so, and so uh, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so again this can be a bit of a long answer but um yeah travelingmitch.com um you can find me uh, uh traveling mitch um on all social media you know i'd recommend if you're like if you listen to this and you want to connect with me right away um twitter's a good place to do that because i you know personally respond to everything and um i just believe that uh twitter is, is one of the social media platforms that hasn't uh really algorithm the heck out of everything to prevent people from being able to see each other and, and see things. 
So that's a platform I prioritize because I can reach people. And, and I always find, you know, when I'm at conferences and stuff, it's usually people I've met on Twitter. Um, so that's my traveling Mitch brand, ultimate Ontario as well. If you happen to be coming to Ontario, ultimateontario.com and ultimate Ontario. Um, of course, if anyone listening to this and based in Toronto and they're creating stuff, feel free to join the Toronto Bloggers Collective. You just have to be someone in Toronto who's creating stuff. That's it. Um, that's the only barrier, you know, we're, we're growing. We've got over 500 members now. So it's exciting. If you want to listen to my voice more, for sure, uh, Rick Steves over brunch is, is pretty fun if you're a Rick Steves fan. And, and uh, hopefully I'll have a few more podcasts in the works. Uh, well, I do have them in the works, but hopefully they'll be launched at a, a good time. Um, but the, the other thing I want to say is, uh, you know, anybody can feel free to reach out to me too. Um, you know, if you want to, sh- like you can, I, my newsletter as well is like kind of straight to the people on my site. You can get that at travelingmitch.com, but you can also just shoot me an email at chris at travelingmitch.com if you have travel questions, anything in between. Um, you know, I, I do really see it as uh, my place to try and help people. And, and if I can do that, you know, I'll make time for you. Mm-hmm.